Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, <laughs> sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. That's my best Agent Cooper impersonation. What were you saying about Twin Peaks? <laughs> I was saying I thought the first ten minutes. Of, <clears throat> excuse me, the first ten minutes of episode three is some of the most brilliant filmmaking I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, did you realize that was Ronette Pol- Polaski, uh, same actress at least, the second woman who was in that room? No, I did not. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> it sure is. You go if you go back and look, it's clearly her. But um, I guess it will turn back into a baseball blog now instead of the Twin Peaks radio show. <laughs> uh, but the Twin Peaks know, radio show would probably be more interesting. <laughs> probably at this point, more listeners for sure. Six to three tonight in AT and T Park. Are you disappointed there wasn't retaliation, Dave? There was a lot of talk, I'm sure, tons of people tuning in who probably normally wouldn't stay up and wait for this game, waiting to see if the Nationals retaliated after last night's game. Bryce Harper gets hit by Hunter Strickland in the eighth inning, charges the mound, throws his helmet, the worst throw since 50 cents uh, first pitch attempt. Misses Strickland, but then connects with a few punches. The brawl ensues. Uh, suspensions today. Four games for Harper, six for Strickland. We didn't get to talk about it last night because we haven't been on in a few nights. So, overall thoughts on that whole nonsense and the fact that the Nationals didn't bother retaliating except to beat the Giants tonight. Well, I'll, I'll take the first topic, uh, the last topic first. Uh, no, I'm not surprised that they didn't retaliate. Um, uh, Dusty Baker is an, is an adult. Um, he knows that nothing good, good would have come of it. Um, I think that uh, you know the, the, the Nats are, are a veteran club. They're not they're not bent to this type of thing. Uh, I think the way that Dusty figures it, uh, Harper charging the mound and, and taking care of business on his own uh, sh- should have settled it, and, and it did. As far as I think Dusty is concerned, um, you know, as far as the larger point of um, of it happening at all. Uh, look, I, I think we all know the situation here. Hunter Strickland is a, um, uh, you know, a petulant hothead. He always has been. Um, it's not shocking that he would carry a grudge for two and a half years. Um, it's kind of surprising that, that he would put his team in a hole like that, being, you know, lo- losing in the game, uh, you know, hitting him, giving him a free base runner or whatever. But, um, but that's what you know. Petulant Hotheads do in this game is they don't they don't care about the team. They care about themselves. And and he took the game you know uh, essentially took the game into his own hands. And I think across baseball we've seen today the reaction to it uh, paints Strickland in a very poor light. Um, the reaction out of the Giants clubhouse, the reaction out of the Nats clubhouse, um, the reaction from National Baseball writers. Um, it's all pretty unanimous that Strickland was in the wrong. Um, the suspensions came out today, and it's probably um, a game heavy for Harper and, and a game or two or three light for Strickland. But uh, but this is how Major League Baseball works, and until they uh, deal with pitchers throwing at batters more harshly than they do, um, it, this is going to continue. And, and frankly, Major League Baseball loves this type of stuff because it generates more uh, more page views. It generates more clicks. It generates higher ratings. They love a controversy. They don't mind a, a, a baseball brawl every once in a while because it's good for ratings. So they will continue to not punish uh, pitchers um, at the same level that they that they that they, um, uh, that they punish hitters. I mean, Bryce Harper is going to lose 
you know, four or five games, you know, 25, 30 at bats, and, and Strickland's going to miss maybe two innings pitching. It's, it's just, it's farcical that that's how it is, and, and it, it's not going to change. I did like Dusty Baker's quote, uh, asked if the length of suspensions were fair before the game. He said the whole act wasn't fair. doesn't matter what I say or what I do, really. I just think that the judges, whoever the judges were, have never been in that situation. Uh, I think probably only Martin Luther King or Gandhi would have turned the other cheek and not done something. So (laughs) kind of condoning Bryce Harper going out there. He said last night, uh, Bryce Harper said last night that a baseball is a weapon, especially when you're throwing it at 98 miles an hour. Uh, he did right. say that he was thankful thankful that at least he was only hitting the hip. Uh, he could have done something even dumber, but uh, were you surprised? I wasn't too surprised when Bryce Harper went out there, honestly. Uh, the helmet toss no. was kind of, embar- kind of embarrassing, but everything else was, uh, I don't know what to make of it. Not surprised at all, though, honestly. No, the, the helmet toss is, is an unfortunate thing. He should have left it at home plate and, and, and went out, but uh, – um, you know, you hope that, that somewhere in, in his thought process, if there was a thought process, he, he would see would have said to himself, if I throw this at him, I'm going to get 10 games, so I can't do that. Um, but that, again, points to the, to, the, to the farcical nature of this, is that the pitcher can throw a baseball 97 miles an hour intentionally at a guy, but if a guy were to toss a plastic batting helmet at somebody, he's going to get more games than the guy that threw the baseball in the first place. So, you know, it's all just really silly. But this is how the baseball baseball has always, um, quote unquote, policed itself. But but yet, it just it continues to happen over and over. Nothing's getting policed here. You know, people are still getting plunked. People are still charging the mound. It's really, uh, you know, boring and tired and and just. Uh, it doesn't have to be part of the game. You know, there are ways to legislate this out of the game, just like there was a way to legislate umpires coming out in, in their pajamas and, and kicking dirt on umpires and throwing their hats and everything. We don't see that anymore. Um, you know, we don't see line brawls in hockey anymore because they legislated it out of the game. You know, they could legislate fighting out of the game if if you just, if in, you know, gave out stiffer penalties for the pitchers to throw at people. And, and make it a five-game suspension for anybody leaving the bench of the bullpen. And then we wouldn't have these type of things, and guys wouldn't be getting thrown at, and guys wouldn't get hurt. And, you, I mean, you know, the, the, mirror, other the, mirrors, the, the, the Giants lost a player today. Michael Morse had to go on the disabled list because he got concussed because a former NFL football player or former college football player tackled him in the middle of the diamond instead of, instead of the other team. <laughs> that was so a it's, nasty it's collision. All, yeah, it's all stupid and ridiculous, and until baseball takes it more seriously, it's going to continue. But they won't because, like I said, people continue to click on it. I'm, I'm sure the fight is, was, was by far the most page views on, on MLB.com's website all season long. Bryce Harper got in a fight. That's great for page views, so they don't care. It was up there in terms of page views with what we've done this season. Uh, it wasn't actually the best day, honestly, just because I think it was kind of a – not much happened afterwards. Uh, the uh, punishment came late in the day. There was no retaliation, or I think there might have been a lot more today. But like you said, uh, Mike Morse getting hurt in there is probably the worst outcome of all of this because I'm not necessarily buying the narrative that he was out there trying to play the peacekeeper and stop uh, uh, Samarja from getting at Harper because that's who he ran into, as you mentioned. But uh, just having anyone get hurt in that scrum. Daniel Murphy got knocked down, had a few people fall on top of him. I was worried about something happening to him 
you set up these situations, you allow the pitchers to do this, and eventually you know, someone's going to get hurt. Who's the Red Sox guy back in the day who got hit in the face? Uh, whether or not that was intentional, it, it can possibly you know end a young player's career, can end an old player's career for that matter. But at some right. point, they got to start looking at this more seriously than they do right now. Yeah, you know, uh, in fact, that that was Buster Posey's whole um, excuse for not getting involved in the in the in the, frac- the fracas, you know guy with a concussion history with a shoulder injury um you know we saw a couple of guys on the giants bench that uh that nursing injuries didn't come right out in, in the in the fight so you know guys get hurt in these types of things all the time and and a lot of times it's not the guys that are involved in the actual fight so um it, you know like i said it, it 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 it's it's almost not worth expending your breath over because it's not going to change but um you know it's just it, you know we just have to count it every fortunate that, that that people weren't hurt any worse than they were um and then you know get on back with playing baseball and the Nats did tonight um you know the best revenge is 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 winning and then and they did that uh in relative ease this evening Tony Canigliaro is a name I was searching for. If you don't think this sort of thing can end someone's career in an instant, go Google his eye and take a look at some of those pictures after he got hit and suffered a detached retina. Uh, getting into the game tonight, though, Gio Gonzalez, 3-0. and uh, Nats were 5-1 and in his first six starts of the season, 164 ERA, 222, 316, 341 line against. His last four starts, however, 0-1 at the Nats, 0-4 before tonight. 4.94 ERA, 2.64, 3.66, line against Orlando Caliste, who I've never heard of before tonight. Uh, has got his first MLB hit the first time up. Second MLB hit, two for two after a two-out, two-run single in the second. Three to two Nats at that point. Uh, just two earned runs through six for Gio Gonzalez. Sent back out for the seventh at 102 pitches. Gives up a leadoff double. Uh, lifted with the runner at third. And eventually scored. Uh, 108 pitches overall for Gio Gonzalez. A, a nice bounce-back start. He wasn't particularly sharp tonight. Walked three, gave up eight hits, three earned runs, but managed the runners that did get on base. Uh, gets the win, four and one on the season now. Not exactly a bounce-back that you'd hope for, but a decent outing from Gio. Yeah, you know, it's it's just about the most Gio uh, line score uh, in the history of Gio <laughs> line scores, right? Six and a third, three earned runs, eight hits three walks, six strikeouts, and 100 and some pitches or whatever, um, you know, that is Gio Gonzalez in a nutshell, right? He's uh, a high strikeout guy. He always he, he gives up contact, though, which is the weird thing. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I thought he did a pretty good job managing the game there. Um, it, it just just goes to show um, Dusty Baker's mistrust of the – or distrust of the bullpen that, that he gets sent back out there. But um, I, I thought that they that they handled that pretty well. Um, you know, it seemed like when Greg Maddox or when Mike Maddox went out to make the pitching change, which is weird in its own right, um, he was yeah. there to say, you know, Gio, you did your job. You know, we wanted you to do this. We're glad we send you back out here. But it seemed like Maddox wanted to say something to the umpire, so he he, he held on to Gonzalez there long enough so that the umpire actually had to uh, to come and break it up for whatever reason. But uh, um, but yeah, you know, they 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 pushed the right buttons tonight and were able to hang on to it. One and two-thirds scoreless from Matt Albers. We were texting back and forth a little bit about the movement on his fastball that he was throwing. Uh, you have to move the screwball. It was moving so much. Uh, it really looked good out there. Continues to look good. Down to a one-two-nine ERA on the year. One and two-thirds tonight. One walk, three Ks. Uh, just one of the unheralded uh, players on this team that 
kind of came out of nowhere. Dusty Baker keeps on saying he's by far the best signing that the Nationals made this offseason, which is no insult to everyone else, but they brought him in with very low expectations. He impressed in spring training and as impressed since he came up and continues to do so somewhat surprisingly. Yeah, you know, he's doing the job they expected Joe Bland to do this year, quite honestly. And, uh, um, you know, he's, he's been remarkable in his success. And, and, um, and to be completely honest, I, I've only seen Albers pitch once or twice this year. That's why I was surprised to see that much movement uh, on, on a fastball. It just it started off, you know, middle third and ended up, um, you know, the guy's right-handed batter swinging over top of it and practically hitting him in the front knee. So um, just really good, good late movement on that fastball. Um, you know, he, he's a veteran now, so he's got an idea about how he wants to go about things. And, um, you know, really, uh, like you said, the un, unheralded, uh, unsung hero of the Nats bullpen thus far. Fourth appearance in five days for Coda Glover. I was kind of surprised. Thought they might have, uh, they had Oliver Perez and Sean Kelly warming up in the eighth, but apparently that was just in case that Matt Albers got in trouble. They send Coda Glover out there again, earns another save, no drama whatsoever. Uh, three batters, 1K. Where the pitch count as I scan around here in the box score, 14 pitches, eight strikes. It didn't look like he was as sharp as he has been the last couple of days, but uh, impressive performance of him to go out there fourth time in five days, like I mentioned, just shut the Giants down and no doubt about it in the ninth and really kind of settled that uh, ninth inning down for the Nationals, which is exactly what they needed. Uh, I wrote in a story today, Dusty Baker said recently that they, he he's hinting that he's the one who kind of, there was some, reports of uh, dissent among the uh, front office people about who was getting the closer job at the beginning of the season. I I get the feeling that Dusty Baker wanted Glover to get it eventually. He said as much recently, and he really has settled down that ninth inning to took over the closer's role. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it now. Um, Yeah, you're right. He wasn't wasn't as sharp as he has been. Um, It's tough for a guy to, to pitch four days in five games, regardless of who you are, you know, old, young, whatever, but uh, definitely went out there and, and got the job done tonight. Uh, like you said, no drama, uh, no no base runners at all. So, um, yeah, you know, that that's the thing. Um, as far as the closer job goes, like you want somebody that, 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 that you have confidence in, that you trust. Um, I think Glover has had uh, ups and downs this season to the point where, you know, the, you know, you, you keep trying to, to, to force veteran guys in, into that role. And by veteran guys, I'm talking about Sean Kelly and, and obviously Blake trying to got a shot and, um, and that type of thing. But, but Glover, um, you know, seems like he's got the mindset for it. He uh, certainly has, has enough of an arsenal and, and you just hope that, that, that as he grows into the job, that, that his strikeout rate is going to go up a little bit um, in the minors. It was always in the, uh, you know, 10 and a half, 11 and a half range. And so far, uh, in his big league career, it's, it's hovering seven and a half, eight. You'd like to see that in double digits from your closer. But uh, the most important thing is getting out, and he did that tonight. 32-19 and 19 on the year after the win. One more of the Giants tomorrow. It's going to be a late one again, so we'll be on early in the morning. 10-15 uh, start, Max Scherzer versus Matt Cain. One more of the Giants and a day off on Thursday so everyone can try to catch up on some sleep before they go to Oakland. Uh, one more Twin Peaks question. <laughs> what, what did you make of Wally, Brand, Wally Brando in that last episode? You know, you can't, you can't you can't discount anything that David Lynch does, right? I mean, people I've seen I've seen reviews of the show that that you know it's weirdness for the sake of being weird, but uh, the thing about it is that, that David Lynch don't give a fuck if you think it's weird or not. He's gonna He's going to make the show that he wants to. And I think it's great. I, he's, he treated this thing 
like it was like it was a motion picture, like like it was a, a feature motion picture. But he but he has the freedom to do it for for eighteen episodes in a row, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, after watching one one too many reboots of Star Trek and Star Wars, where they're just winking at the audience the whole time and referencing stuff to, so people can relive their childhoods, having these first four episodes just completely out of nowhere, all over the country, barely in Twin Peaks. It's just been fantastic for anyone who actually likes David Lynch and likes the show. Just go wherever he's taking you is my advice. If you're still watching the show, I know our friend Tom Bridge bowed out in the first episode. So uh, hopefully he'll get back in there at some point. That's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Hopefully talk to you tomorrow night, Dave, and maybe a couple more times before this West coast trip is over. Sounds good. Have a good night. Doghouse says go Nats.